You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the Avo group in Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where you will learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at SchoolofBookkeeping.com. Here we are. Welcome to another Workshop Wednesday. Um, I'm Dan DeLong with uh, Kate, joining us from, from AB, A, ABP, ADP, <laughs> tongue-tied today. Uh, Carrie's uh, Carrie's on vacation today, and Kate is about to go on vacation, uh, so she is probably mentally not even here uh, for the <laughs> for the workshop. Uh, I read I read a um, what is uh, or I was listening to an audio, uh, you know, back in my early working days, mm-hmm. and it was I think it was Zig Ziglar, and he's he was talking about you know how it would be awesome if people are as productive every day the day before they go on vacation, right? (laughs) Because like, you're probably running on all cylinders, right? Yep. I hate putting work off to other people. So I try to get everything done or at least as much as I can done. And then I have like a little checklist that I'll send off to my boss and be like, hey, these are the things I just need you to check up on while I'm gone. But I try to get that list down to as minimal as possible. This way, it's just coasting. I don't have to go on vacation and not worry about it. Right. But imagine if you were that efficient every day, and you didn't have a vacation to butt up against. I think I'd get drained. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be mentally drained. <laughs> maybe, maybe. There's, there's probably <laughs> probably some point to that. Uh, so today, actually, we're going to be talking uh, about, we're continuing our series uh, on payroll fundamentals. Um, and today we're going to, our, our topic of the day for, for payroll is going to be, you know, employee versus contractor. Uh, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll uh, actually have uh, someone from the audience. <laughs> um, actually, going to be uh, talking to uh, to JC, who I had worked with uh, a couple weeks ago on an issue, and we'll talk about his his situation and how that got resolved, and and really what was the underlying uh, issue with that with regards to Intuit accounts and logins. So, real fun stuff here on the. <laughs> on the workshop. So I thought about, start talking about uh, uh, employees and, and contractors. And I, uh, you know, I spent most of my working, uh, working days as an employee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when I was thinking about, you know, starting my own, my own business, one of the things that I, that appealed to me or kind of like one of my uh, mindset or philosophies is that I didn't want to have employees, <laughs> right? Because, um, you know, I, 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 you know, worked at a large corporation and, and I saw, um, a, a lot of employees like feeling that the, the sense of entitlement, right? Like that comes across when you're, when you're an employee, like I remember specifically, uh, the soda machines were subsidized by the company and <laughs> it was only a quarter, uh, to, to get a can of soda. And like people would abuse that, right. And they would come in with, you know, $3 and quarters and get a case of soda <laughs> and then empty out the, the, the soda machines. And, um, and then, you know, things got, um, you know, 
costs got higher and things like that, and they stopped subsidizing the cost of soda. And then it was, you know, the dollar fifty or whatever. And you would have thought the sky had fallen the day that was announced that the that the soda machines were um, were no longer a quarter for a can of soda. If you abuse it, you're going to lose it. <laughs> right, and and it wasn't because of the abuse, but I I I had seen that like people would be emptying out and like putting yeah. in their quarters and taking their you know, because that was that's cheap soda. In case get all going on the boat for the weekend, I grabbed the soda from work. Twenty five cents each. Everyone hands over your quarter. Exactly. Um, so um, that that's one of the things that I was thinking of. Is like you know the, the when it comes to okay, I'm gonna am I gonna have employees? Uh, I, I I I those types of needs right that that employees have. Um, in, on top of everything else that we were that we've been talking about, of the the extra cost of having a uh, having an employee that it costs for for an employer, uh, well, I would just deal with subcontractors, right? Because then I don't have to I don't have to put up with uh, complaints of, <laughs> of of soda not being uh, uh, subsidized and, and things like that. Uh, uh, have you talked to uh, you know companies where they're they're debating of whether to, to deal specifically just with um, uh, contractors versus employees? Yeah, that's definitely a question that comes up a lot. Um, there's actually an IRS checklist that is about 20 questions. And if you answer no, then they really should be a contractor. If you answer yes, they should be an employee. Granted, the IRS literally has an asterisk that says this may vary depending on the person. So it's definitely a very gray line. But if they're um, my rule of thumb, which don't hold me to this, but is if they wear, if they represent your company as far as like wearing the shirt, if they're set hours, um, if you reimburse them for like travel, gas, any of those things, if that's a yes, they should be an employee. But if they kind of come in on a project to project basis, they can pick up work where they want to. They're not expected to, you know, show up to the office or show up virtually at 8 a.m. and clock off at 5 p.m. and complete um, every task that's on their job description, then they should be like a contractor. So it's definitely a very thin line. And I believe it was yeah. last year um, around like May, this time last year was when the IRS was starting to really crack down on you know 1099s versus w2s because a lot of people just put them on contractors it's so much easier as the business owner but really a lot of them should be an actual employee yeah like um you know <clears throat> when i stopped uh, near the end of my my, my time at, at intuit they had a, a probably about in the in the building that i was working in it was <clears throat> probably a good percentage um of of contractors they contracted out with a company uh and they were the employee you know they, they were their employees um so they handled you know all of the other extra extra costs and benefits if there were any any kind of things with that but they were treated like employees right <laughs> like they had to come you know some of those things that that you that you mentioned they had to come in at a certain time they had to, <laughs> had to leave at a certain time they 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 had a badge, right? They had a yeah. new to it badge, um, you know. So that that really, uh, I don't want to get into it in trouble, but <laughs> but it's they such were a great treated like an employee. And, but they, I'm sure they were, uh, you know, they were they were walking the legal line. I'm not going to say they were doing anything, <laughs> you know, improper. 
but it, they were treated like an employee, but they were paid like a contractor. They paid the con- they paid the company that was. So how does temp agencies work like that? Again, is that something that you uh, you have some familiarity with? I actually that, don't. That I don't think I've ever, <laughs> you threw me a curveball there. I said, I mean, my two years at ADP and I've never actually worked with a temp company before. So yeah, I, I actually don't have an answer for that, Dan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that that's kind of like similar type, type of situation, you know, where a company wants an employee, um, but they pay somebody else to that. That's actually, they're handling the W2 piece of that. They're just paying the, the temp agency company. Uh, so whether they're, considered an employee or a, a contractor. I think that's, um, that's again, the, the, the gray line, but what are some of the, the, the benefits that you see of, of having an employee versus, versus a contractor when you, when you're talking to some of the, the businesses that you work with? When they're an employee, not that you ever have full control of your employees who are going to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, but it's when not slavery. but when they're an employee like you're expected like i'm expected to show up to work in the morning at a certain time and i'm supposed to work even though even if i work from home i'm supposed to work until the end of the day which is obviously what adp sets for us whereas if i'm a contractor i could just you know hop on this workshop wednesday get paid for that hop on a meeting in the morning or not (laughs) or not i mean go out to starbucks go shop and i got a lot of my to-do list is very long before tomorrow so i mean maybe just skip out on that but no, no, no. So it's, it gives you a lot more of um, control as far as like what you need, what you expect out of them. Whereas the contractor, they can just, you know, if they don't want to show up or they don't want to do the stuff, they're just not going to get paid for it. Not like you can fire them because I mean, they're not going to get paid. They're not going to work. So it definitely gives you, um, you as the owner, more flexibility choosing what you want them to do if they're a contractor. But if you want them to show up every day, complete X amount of tasks, kind of like routinely, it gives you more, more control. I don't like to use the word control because they're like you said, they're not, they're not, they're not your, your property. Right. But, I mean, but, but those, those, um, those expectations of the, the, the work that, that, that the employee or the contractor is doing is uh, the definitions of that is a little uh, less, less flexible, less. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's more. Su- that's a gray. It's such a gray area. <laughs> And, and then on the flip side of that, there's, there's more costs associated with, with being, uh, with having employees. Um, and then there's all sorts of, uh, you know, laws and rules and things, you know, there's a, there's a minimum, you know, that you can, you can pay these people, right? There's federal <laughs> minimum wage, right? So uh, that's not the case when it's a, when it's a contractor, as long as it's agreed upon terms. Exactly. You know, and, and there and is. That, go ahead. So I was just going to say there is businesses that do have like a mixture of the two. Like I have a previous company that I've actually worked for, you know, I was a W2 worker there, but we also had 1099 workers and it's just based off of what your tasks are and what your day-to-day is and what that company seems to f- feel the value. So you don't have to have all your employees be W2. You don't have them all be 1099. You can have just one 1099 contractor if they're not going to fully represent your company to the W2 standard. So it just, it's that flexibility in that gray area. Right. And then um, the, 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 I think the, I think the added caveat or the avid, added benefit is of, of having, you know, contractors is that when the work is done, I mean, for, for temporary, you know, workforce needs, when that work is done, the, the, the contract's over and then they move on to something else and it's, and it's a very clean, 
uh, clean break. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you don't have to have, you know, unemployment and then you know, things of that yeah, nature. There's, yeah, there's no, no unemployment. There's, and it's just crazy the, since it is such a gray area, how high of a risk it is. Cause if they don't, if they don't classify them correctly and they say they class them as a 1099 when they really should be a W2, there's fines from the IRS. You have to pay back taxes, liability for benefits. Uh, there's so, like so many, like it's, it's a major area and they're definitely as of last year, like are actually cracking down on it. Whereas beforehand they were a little more lenient. Um, so it's definitely something to, even if someone's been a 1099 worker for like five or six years and, based on this conversation or based on things you're reading that maybe they really should be a W-2, definitely something to evaluate and to look at because just because they are a 1099, they can always get moved over to W-2. Or if you're thinking, hey, you know what, maybe they sound more like a contractor, you can save out on some money on taxes, you know, definitely different things to just evaluate. It doesn't have to be a one-time decision and move on from there. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things to consider uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to whether or not you're um, you know, hiring employees or, or hiring or working with, with, with contractors. Um, so as we, you know, continue to talk about, you know, these payroll fundamentals, um, you know, that that's just something to consider as an employer, uh, or as a business owner, mm-hmm. whether you're going to be doing that and just bearing that, um, bearing those, those topics in mind. And, uh, Kate, if you could forward that uh, checklist uh, to me, and I'll, I'll put that in the, the comments of the of the, the Facebook group, or um, you know, in the in in the course that we that we're creating on on school bookkeeping about the payroll fundamentals. I will so, add it to my to do list. Get along, Dan. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. All right. So I am going to uh, promote uh, one of our uh, guests um, to a panelist so he sh- we should be able to see him so thanks for uh, thanks for joining us uh, JC he oh, there, um, there you are and and uh, JC's uh, stands for Juan Carlos do you prefer JC or, or, or Juan Carlos or does it matter uh, people know me by JC so we'll go okay. with JC all right we'll go with JC so um, we we came in contact to each other uh, you 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 posted a, a, a cry for help <laughs> on a literally on a Facebook, <laughs> on a Facebook group. Um, and, and tell us a little bit about your, your story or your situation. Um, and, and then we'll, we'll talk about kind of like the underlying um, issues that were, that was involved with that. So go, go ahead and okay. what, what happened? So this was what, probably uh, three weeks ago, maybe two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had logged in the night before into the QuickBooks accountant version. I was working on client data. Everything was working great. Um, and then the next day I go in to continue my work and get into QuickBooks and get into work and all that. And I logged in and I got an error message. It said your login credentials weren't valid. Um, it, it said that, what did it say? It I think the actual that, message, and that's what tipped me off when, when you messaged that, your account has been deactivated. Deactivated. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, and, and this was, and this was and just for those that are following along, um, this is, he's just trying to log into QuickBooks and this is the message that he gets into QuickBooks online is your account's been deactivated. So, um, 
So that's a panic uh, for an accountant trying to log into QuickBooks <laughs> online right. during during tax season. During tax uh, season, because <laughs> there's not much you can do after that when it says your account's been deactivated. So, uh, what what uh, what happened? What steps did you take at that point? Besides, you know, crying for help on on Facebook, right? So to be fair, I did receive some Intuit emails. It said, hey, you've been, I guess, randomly chosen uh, to have your account verified. We need some information. And at first I thought, oh, it's a scam. Like I just kind of glanced over the email. It's yeah. a scam. They're just trying to fish for information and whatnot. And, um, you know, I sent you the link to that to see if it was a legit link. And, and you showed me a couple ways of how to tell it was legit. It looked legit and everything. I went mm-hmm. ahead and uploaded some documents. They use Box um, as a service to upload documents. So I did that. They requested driver's license and or passport to verify the information. But at the same time, I don't know if they even looked at that um, at the same time you kind of walked me through it. Uh, mm-hmm. Originally, I before I talked to you, actually, I had talked to a, a uh, I called in support and right. they wanted me to fill out a form to basically uh, take request. ownership, request yeah. ownership <laughs> of my account again. And yeah, you know, I was going to go through that process, right? Not knowing. At least you knew you were talking to Intuit at that point. Right? Yeah. So at least, exactly. you know, as far as getting a random, random email, which, you know, that is a, I mean, if somebody's asking you for your driver's license through an email. I mean, that, that just smells, <laughs> smells fishy. A little literally. suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, it was actually uh, uh, legitimate yeah. um, because um, I'm going to share my screen here and we'll talk a little bit about the, the, um, the confusion and the um, I'm showing the the screen here of the error message, right? You can see that. Okay, perfect. Um, so this is actually an an Intuit uh, page, and why am I seeing this page? Your account has been deactivated. Error. Um, so basically, what was happening in uh, in JC's case is there was some suspicious activity on his account, right? And it's no fault of his own, right? <laughs> um, you know. Hackers are relentless, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, they're always looking for, you know, weaknesses. Um, and, you know, there's all there's data leaks all over the place. And, you know, someone somewhere may have been trying to, you know, get into uh, his Intuit account um, from another site or uh, from another location, or maybe his uh, VPN was being bounced off of, you know, Russian satellites. I don't know, right? I mean, <laughs> that this could be anything, right? So um, the, the point is, though, is that um, the confusion lies around the Intuit account uh, because there's, there's terms that are thrown around uh, with regards to anything dealing with Intuit that can be confusing. I mean, you just even in QuickBooks, right? If you have, you're talking to a client, and they say the word invoice. Well, are they talking about a customer invoice? Or are they talking about a vendor invoice, right? Because they mean totally different things uh, when you're talking about, you know, vendors versus vendor versus customers. Uh, so, what actually happened to JC was his login uh, was 
was um, was deactivated, right? And because he had contacted uh, uh, QuickBooks, they thought he was talking about his QuickBooks service was deactivated, um, but not he wasn't even getting that point, getting that far because he couldn't even log in, right? So the um, way I, I try to explain this to, to to folks like when they used to call me is that um, you know your your login is your identity, right? I mean that is who you are, um, and then attached to that identity is uh, things, you know, products and services that, that Intuit offers. So QuickBooks is one of those products, uh, you know, here, TurboTax is another, you know, uh, Mint, uh, just here on the screen, all of those things are tied to an Intuit identity and they call that an account, <laughs> right? So that's actually what was deactivated was his login. And it would have been nice if it would just say your login is deactivated. <laughs> Uh, because he's trying to, you know, get into one of those services, which is QuickBooks at this point, and it's saying your account has been deactivated. So that leads that leads itself to confusion, right? Um, because as the way you you mentioned on the on the Facebook post, post he's like, well, my, you know, I called, I I contacted QuickBooks, and they say my account is paid for. Right. <laughs> um, you know, the, all my clients are, 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 are paid for. Everything's active there. And they started him down the path of requesting ownership of the QuickBooks account, which he already had. <laughs> right. Um, so what we ended up, uh, uh, ended up doing is, um, you know, through through School of Bookkeeping, we have a quick answers uh, option where, you know, any of our members, they can they can log in, they can reach out to us, and and we can reach out to some of the folks that that work at at Intuit. And what I did, you know, just for um, for um, uh, you know, just wanting to help, is I reached out to them and um, you know provided them some information, and they saw um, in the in the in the uh, online uh, tool of where they where they look at and see the uh, the account, uh, which in this case, the login, that it was indeed deactivated. And then all they had to do was reactivate it, send him a password reset, and then he was able to uh, to log in. And how long did that actually take once we actually uh, started uh, started that process? Uh, within the next day. I mean, yeah, it wasn't even 24 hours, I don't think. Right. It was literally maybe eight hours i don't know <laughs> yeah and that's because Which, it was late at night right? yeah <laughs> otherwise right. i had to wait, had to wait like... until the next day until they were actually in so i could have somebody do that so I, I had them do it the first thing you're on the west coast right so but even before you uh woke up <laughs> yeah it was it was all ready for you yeah um and uh so what, what was and then the thing was is that um you know, they started him on a process of, of claiming his own uh, his own ownership of of his QuickBooks, uh, which is a lengthy process. It takes um, at least uh, ten to fourteen days, uh, <laughs> which he was barking up the wrong tree, um, at no fault of of his own or uh, or Intuit's, because you know they they thought they were they were doing the right thing uh, uh, by him, um, and it may have worked. 
right? Because ultimately he would have been the master admin and they would have sent him a password reset, which would have activated, you know, reactivated his, his account um, because somebody would have actually seen that. Oh, it's deactivated. <laughs> right. And it right. probably would have just worked. Um, but it would have been, you know, two weeks of being down in tax season for, for an accountant, you know, somebody in the accounting profession, uh, not a great experience, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had another experience with a different client, um, just trying to change the bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened with this client was that they changed phone numbers or, or they cut a line off and the number that into it had was that old number. So when mm-hmm. you're trying to change a, a bank account, they want to text you or call you with a security code. Well, because yeah. that line was no longer active, we had no way of, of changing that bank account. And I can't tell you how long it took. It probably took uh, probably a month or two just mm-hmm. to get to the right person who understood the situation and knew exactly what to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see how this whole ordeal could have gone for weeks or maybe even months. I don't know. <laughs> right. Because because uh, that happens sometimes is that, you know, somebody who started a service, um, they become, you know, the first person who logs into any service inside of uh, uh, QuickBooks becomes the, uh, it used to be called the master admin. Now it's called the primary admin. Uh, they're basically the person who puts their, their login stake in the ground uh, and says, you know, I'm, I own this service, whatever, whatever it happens to be. And, um, and what happens sometimes is that uh, that person is either a, an employee or a contractor, since we're talking about <laughs> an employee or contractors, uh, you know, they're delegated to sign up for uh, payments, for example, or, or they set up for pay, payroll inside of, uh, inside of QuickBooks. Now, that person's contact information is listed as the primary admin of that service. Uh, they leave the company. Uh, but now that person is is still in charge of that. So they don't even have access to the email or the phone numbers that were given, or that person's not being cooperative. Uh, you know, it's all, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, and then of course the, the worst thing is that person passes away or something like that. You know, now they're, they're no longer going to be able to, to respond to some of the, some of the requests uh, that they're given. Uh, so if you have, a situation where you don't have access to to those types of things, then there are ways uh, to, to do that, and that's where you have to prove your identity, right? So now the burden becomes on the person making the request, um, and that's why you know they'll they'll need to ask for you know passports or or uh, or, or driver's licenses, and uh, because there are lots of unscrupulous people out there that uh, right. pretend to be other people, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and they need to they need to make sure that that sort of thing is uh, is is in the case. So I wanted to show you know you, you brought up a good uh, a good point. So there's this uh, there's this article recover your account when you can't log in, right? Like so if you still have the phone number and the email, that's easiest, right? So you can get to a place where you can receive those those confirmation codes. But if you can't, then there is a a change your email address uh, form, uh, which will allow you to fill out this form. Now, where are they? Uh, <laughs> where is it here? 
change your email consolidate it used to be a form just like right on uh right on the uh, send us a request oh it takes me back there there it is okay so then you have your your proof of identity your driver's license passport um and as long as you're on a site that says intuit right like you don't want like uh fishersrus.com uh, <laughs> to, to upload that information but as long as you're here uh that is a legitimate you know site it goes to the right people um and that's typically all they do is confirm identities uh based off of you know uh what's what's been submitted of course make sure it's nice nice and clear photo you know no blurs and thumbs over the address or anything like that so uh, that's something to uh, th those that does happen right yeah so um so jc um Overall, like, how was your how was your experience? Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm fishing for compliments here. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, like I told you in, in the in our messenger um, in the messages, uh, I I couldn't thank you enough. I mean, yeah. I knew going through the process of just trying to change a bank account was uh painful enough i could only imagine just getting completely locked out of my account of how long it would have taken um and like you said i mean the rep tried everything uh they did everything i tried resetting my password and all this and that and they sent me to that form they sent me the link to fill out that form to prove my identity but you know who knows how long it would have taken it, it took yeah um yeah but with your help i i can't thank you enough for getting me <laughs> up and running in no time now you did also uh give me some workarounds if we weren't able to get the account up and running so you said basically mm -hmm. create um some email variations or have them add me as a user right so that definitely could have worked um if we couldn't get the account back as fast as you did but i mean just have to, not bothering the clients with that extra step and whatnot was also right <laughs> yeah because of course that now that you know when you have to ask uh, ask your client you know depending on your relationship that you might have with them that could be like well, why can't he sign into it <laughs> yeah might have sounded kind of fishy, huh? <laughs> yeah so yeah definitely i can't thank you enough for for the help and and just getting me up and running within not even 12 hours, seriously, like not even 12 yeah. hours. And that was only because it was nighttime. <laughs> right. It was, they were already closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time we were, were going in there. Well, I appreciate you coming on um, and, and uh, sharing your story, um, yeah, absolutely. you know, and, and, and talking with us uh, on our, on our workshop Wednesday. Uh, so next week uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, whoops, I have my list of uh, topics here. <laughs> The um, list. <laughs> yeah, my list. Uh, so, um, how does the owner get paid? That's the, that's, that's the topic that we're going to be talking about with our payroll fundamentals. Uh, so, hopefully, you can uh, join us next week for another workshop Wednesday. And uh, thanks for joining us today. And I hope you have a great week. Mm -hmm.